0: six five four three
1: two one hi welcome to Renaissance Renaissance pals. pals Wow it's it's so much better when you can't make eye contact Oh <laughs> speaking of not being able to make eye contact hey Emily why is that well you see we're in the
0: midst of a global pandemic it is uh, an unprecedented. Oh damn it! It's unprecedented a- <laughs> time in history.
1: I mean, technically not. It has been precedented. Just not. That's what everybody's saying, era. though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Anyway, uh, so in this uh, quote-unquote unprecedented un- unprecedented time in history, very hard
0: to say out loud.
1: <laughs> it really is. Uh, we had to go forcibly on a hiatus. Yes, we were
0: following the proper social distancing protocols, like the neighbors on the end of my street are not. <laughs> um,
1: <and laughs> oh my gosh, you mean social distancing includes my friends? Yeah. What, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we, we didn't want to, you know, stand, or we, we normally sit about, like, what would you say, three
1: feet apart from each other? So it, it wasn't going to work out. Like, it's it's two max. <laughs> yeah. We were touching and breathing all over each other. Very salacious. I was Very against what the CDC wants.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, we decided to postpone for a couple of weeks. And we're currently using a new recording app called Anchor. And, um, you might expect the quality is definitely going to be lower than Mm -hmm. our past episodes, but we didn't want to, you know, drop the ball completely. And since this is looking, wait, what? Just wanted (laughs) to fumble it a little bit. Yeah, just fumble it a little bit. Uh, so we, we, we didn't want to drop it completely and we wanted to not be able to lose motivation especially considering that this seems to be our quote unquote new normal um and you know we just gotta adapt human beings we gotta adapt so
1: that is a great point emily and speaking of adapting uh my memory should be better because i don't even remember what we recorded last time but that's okay, because we don't have to remember, because in probably like 20 seconds, you're going to get to hear it.
0: We recorded our episode with Dylan, aka
1: St. Naive. <laughs> oh, that is true. Oh my God, I forgot. I can't believe that was the last one. Well, I also can't wait to relive every gosh dang second of it.
0: <laughs> Me too. It's gonna That'll be very thing. nice.
1: Wow. Can't wait. So I guess, uh, take it away past us.
0: You think you're good? It's on the mic. Oh, no, it's on the books. Oh. It's on
1: the books. That's, that's the books. It's okay. Then. I just gave... It gives
0: a
2: character.
1: You're welcome, Hermione Lee.
2: Oh, we're cheersing this time, because last time cheers. we talked, we didn't cheer.
1: We didn't cheers. Oh, yeah, and then as true just-out-of-college people, we all tapped our cups on the table first. Ooh, this is good. That's <laughs> Natural lime. <laughs> eh. Mmm.
0: Winnie <When> wanted <laughs> to
1: cheers, too. <laughs> Winnie's pouring one out.
2: I wonder if you he can hear that. I don't
1: know. I hope so. Oh, well, welcome to Emily's apartment, Emily and...
2: Say naive.
1: Good job. I'm <laughs> proud of you. This is our podcast called... Renaissance Pals. Renaissance Pals.
2: I wasn't going to mess that up like Caleb did. So yeah, well, fuck ready. Caleb.
1: Fuck Caleb. That's
2: really aggressive.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to stay out of that. That's okay. Um, so what do we do in this podcast, Emily? We discuss...
0: Wait, what does our little tagline say? We're creatives discussing the...
1: Oh, fucking something nature of creating... I release things into the wild, and then I immediately forget about them. See?
0: Okay, I was shamed earlier for forgetting about something we talked um, about. But you
1: forgot that I was never allowed to have MySpace, and I'm pretty sure that we've discussed at length mm-hmm. all the things my conservative family did not allow me to have. Well,
0: the thing is, I think I forgot in that moment, but I didn't forget in my heart. Okay,
1: that... That
0: happens You sometimes. can have that. I'm, like, I'm on, like, a one train track, and I... You know, the Pavlov's Dilemma, if we want to go back <laughs> to... See, I do remember that. I do remember fucking that up. And then I... I, go- I re-listened to the, to the episode and I googled Pavlov and just yeah, a bunch of dogs I, came up. I
1: explained up. to you Pavlov. I
0: know. And then I felt really dumb,
1: but... but it's because it's a whole different thing called the Dilemma thing. Mm-hmm. There's also probably a movie. Isn't there a movie called The Dilemma? I, it seems dramatic enough.
2: I think it's just the train dilemma is what that dilemma... The one that you're referring to.
1: Because we're... Idiots. No. Anyway, so, welcome to the podcast, Saint Naive.
2: Thank you. Also, mm. just Dylan. Just <laughs> Dylan, to... too. No, I mean, okay. I'm just saying that because this is, like, the first time and probably only time where we'll have the three people who put this together actually...
1: Together? I don't think it's the only together. time. It's well, not the only time. I was discussing with it's Emily... It's the first time. Okay, yeah, yeah. there go. So wait,
2: I, uh, should I be in character then?
0: No. Well, <laughs> I ah, we, we got a second one. Oh no!
2: <laughs> I'm gonna try my best to not do that.
0: I think we should. Uh, well, we're thinking with with epi- or with season two, we're going to discuss. We're gonna have people on again and discuss like a different creative project that they're doing. So, so I think just focusing on one will allow us to get into that and yeah. mm-hmm. um, then we can save logic on the films for season two. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. where we can go more in-depth, hard-hitting, journalistically into your life.
0: But So St. Naive, otherwise known as Dylan, we will refer to you now as Dylan, but just know that his stage mm-hmm. name is St. Naive. Yes. And that is Saint-like, um, <laughs> precisely, <laughs> and Naive as in the opposite of wise. I don't have a noise for that.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to think of one. I was going like, to
0: cry like a baby, but... I don't know. Would you guys say that naive is the opposite of wise? Maybe Saint Naive should answer this.
2: Yes. So it's like the idea of the... Should I just jump right in? Yeah,
1: Let's tell us jump right in. Actually, so, yeah, just tell us how I, you I came actually, up with it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: actually, that combined together, so saint means, you know, kind of like... Well, saint-like. So there's a, a quality to them that means they have some wisdom or they have some humility... To them, or they've done some good deeds or something, and then naive naivety, you know, kind of being oblivious or not really being situated where you are in the world, and so it's supposed to be what's that like an oxymoron? Mm-hmm. And that's it's intentional because it's it kind of embodies a lot of stuff I believe in, such as like uh, living in both worlds, for example, being both happy and sad, or really just knowing there's a spectrum kind of thing, um, and trying to to embody that into this name that would this represent the music that I would make, because it's not going to be all the same in terms of emotions. But, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, that's the intention behind the name, which I I didn't really come up with. It was from another artist at at the name of a song, that I got the idea from and I just thought it would be a great idea to uh, align myself with that song in particular.
0: So who was the song by? So the
2: song was by Yancy uh, of Sigaras, but it was something that they did solo project off of. I don't even know if it was even off of a record, but it was something that was performed live and I loved the song. It was cute and and I think that yeah, I just wanted to be kind of somehow related To to that idea, yes, I wanted to be cute.
0: I think um, "quote unquote" as creatives, we like to use song names for a lot of things.
2: (laughs) Right, like from the last episode. Yeah. Is it okay if I call back to episodes two, even though I was like really like as deeply invested as y'all were because I'm.
1: Of course.
2: You're the man behind
1: the curtain. Right. You're the reason why we don't have to stay up and try to figure out how to do sound equipment. It's a very important part. It is is wildly important. He spends, I would say, right,
0: an hour and a half of your week, every week, uh, editing our podcast. Roughly. That's an investment, so we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and you also have it, like, basically cleanly edited by the time ten minutes after we're done recording, which is pretty impressive.
2: So that's something I won't be able to do this time, because I'm not...
1: Oh my god! Yeah,
2: so I'm gonna be like, oh, I didn't like that that I said. I'm gonna cut that But out. you
1: have to be very impartial.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I should be there. Ooh. Just watching a I am show. the yeah. pr- the acting producer of this episode. Yes, for this
2: episode. Yes. I, sh- I should have been the one to start the recording.
0: Oh,
1: well. well, already failing. Do you want
2: to start it and stop it and start it again?
0: No. Okay.
1: <laughs> I would like the record to show that she looked at the laptop we're currently recording on f- for that whole pause.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we got, the, we got the setup a little different. So usually the two Emilies can't see me because I'm behind the curtain, literally. Uh, and I have the laptop facing me that we record onto. So right now, so that we make sure nothing happens, I have the laptop on the curtain facing us
1: again facing you yes
2: facing (laughs) me still so it's kind of like i'm still there hashtag
0: still in control (laughs) no
2: i just i didn't want to make
1: hashtag aware
2: well so the thing is with the software i have i forgot to disable something before we started it which Mm. was every time you click off of the program it shuts the audio driver off that's recording so if it went to sleep it would like or if the screen went black, it would just k- kill the whole thing. We so that's why that. well so that's why I have it on and I have the settings turned to just stay on for three hours. So it won't okay. go to sleep for three hours. So I mean we're not gonna be Unless here. Unless
1: we get drunk yes. and start talking about life. Yeah.
2: Well, yes, I want to talk about life. <laughs> anyway. This Great
1: break. segue. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad oh, yes. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're talking. I'm glad we're ready to dissect into your life. So, small thing about me, because it can never be about anybody else. Um, So as I set up the website, I actually listened specifically to Saint Naive to get in the mood as right. I was doing all the web pages and adjusting things. Which yes, I am behind. No need to tell me. I know. I still think it looks. Every waking good. No, moment. It's fine. It's <laughs> oh, totally great. Thank you. But that also means that I have favorite songs to recommend. <gasps>
2: Ooh! Oh, this is special. So,
1: <clears throat> which has now surpassed. It was once number two, but is now number one on the popular page of St. Naive's Spotify. My first recommendation is Low-Key Love You, formerly number two to Geode, but I guess me playing it way too much has made it literally oh. surpass the other one. Yay! And the other one that I would like to specifically say who is also on the popular top five songs on that page, and it is Omar Sharif. 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 Yes. That one, I very much like the guitar. You do. I do a lot.
2: See, I thought that that would be the the skip song. Yeah?
1: I really like that part, too.
2: I figured that'd be the skip song. No, like, I really
1: like that. Oh, so but, tell us. Tell us about your, your songs, your experiences with Wait, wait, I think you should tell us specifically
0: about those two songs. Yeah. That'll be a good uh, okay, jump off. Okay, yeah. wait,
2: wait, wait, which two?
0: Loki Love You and Omar Sharif. So we can just, just omit Geode in this moment. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, it's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can you can just skirt around Geode. Yes.
2: We <laughs> we I'm not gonna say anything. Um, <laughs> so Thank you, first of all, mm-hmm. for shouting that out. Yeah, yeah. Um th- Of all the you know the the twenty people who listen. There's probably, ten
1: uh, monthly listeners. Oh well,
2: so there's less than I. Was,
1: but but it's, it's monthly. I was hopeful.
2: Yeah. So that's so, cool. We
0: got a lot more listens on the first podcast than anything else. I mean, that's how life goes. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. the first day. People it's love out. beginnings and they don't like the middle. Wow. They come back for the end, but. That's ooh, the shit you're bad on the middle. Sorry, guys. No, true. no, <laughs> no hey, true. If you're listening right now, then you do like the metal. You, you get a gold star. So we star. like you.
2: <laughs> you get a gold star for every episode you've watched, and we'll send them in the mail as stickers. Sorry. Yeah, no, we, we'll just go knock, knock on your
1: door and wait for you to open up, and then just play Loki. I love you. also about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oof.
2: Oof. <laughs> right. So we were talking about. The song. Okay, so what's, so we're going to talk about Low-Key Love You.
1: Mm-hmm. Can we play us a, se- a snippet?
2: Um, if we do, could I just yes. like, edit it in?
1: Um, this is where we would be placing play.
2: How many seconds do you want?
1: Oh, I think you should do what you feel. Yeah. Maybe like, like the chorus. Five you, seconds? Yeah. I like would do like 15.
2: 15? Okay. Maybe I'm going to yeah. leave all to this in. Yeah.
1: Good, yeah. And, and, so then, and then re-splish. Yes. The, like the part where I say go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that works.
2: I'll re-splish Re-splish.
1: Twice. Play.
2: Place to not a pocket
1: space with Splishing? That floor with like a... A, like a kid jumping around in a puddle. See, it just reminds me splush. of, like, a, a really low-quality porn. Splish? Yeah, it's like mom of three splishes all
2: There you go. It's a, it's a porn. I <laughs> do <laughs> It's a movie.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say hi to your mom.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, we're, yeah, okay, we went there. As they say, if you're going to go there, go there. So.
1: Mm-hmm. And we stopped and got a T shirt. <laughs> I think you stopped and got a T shirt. <laughs> we we stayed in the car and we're like, no, no. <laughs> and I made us go back because I forgot something.
2: <laughs> forgot to wallet.
1: Mm. So, low key love you. Let's talk about
2: it. Okay, let's talk about it.
1: Okay, let's talk about it.
2: Um, what do we want to talk about? It, about
1: what? It? I think. Yeah.
2: Because I feel like asking you why it's why you like it.
1: No, This is a podcast where we interview you. Maybe. I know, but Don't I'm just curious. Now. Us. I know. Don't turn the tables. Mm-hmm. The spotlight's on you, bub.
2: All right. So, <laughs> Loki Love You, I guess, is supposed to be kind of like a second single. And it actually doesn't make any sense. Uh, just a regular single. I had a bunch of ideas for songs. Off of that album in particular, mm-hmm. that might be...
1: What album is that in particular? So this
2: is off of the album The Gloomy Good Times or Dead Friends and Forget Me Not. Good times.
1: That's so
2: cool, you know, how, <laughs> you know the little... She's done her chord. research. Yes, I'm, you have. I've
1: literally listened to this This song. is better than
2: Rolling Stone, shoot.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> I will just keep singing it. Well, because can I tell you something? Yes. Okay, so I've officially listened to the album's whatever will play on Spotify, enough that it's reached the point where there's like that weird, you know, facade between what's real art versus fake art. Like, you know, when you get your, your friends like work in progress and you read through it, you're like, this is this specific thing versus like you pull a book off a shelf and you're like, this is the shit. Mm -hmm. So your album has officially surpassed like the canon in my mind into like something that I would be recognizing all over the place, because I literally listened to the uh, the, the Sheriff one, and because uh, I'm not going to mess up the names now that it's not in front of my face, but I literally listened to it, and I was like, sit, like going for the guitar, and I was like, wait a second. Oh, this isn't something that a I've just the heard. realm yeah. of friend art and yeah. moved into That's real It's art. a canon. Special. Yeah. That's so very I thought I'd let you know.
2: Yeah, awesome. Yeah,
1: because it's, it's now something that I would just recognize... In general, and be like, oh, I know that song. Versus be like, that's my friend's song. He produced it in his house,
2: <laughs> my bedroom, <laughs> in
1: yes. your bedroom, very um, romantic. Mm-hmm.
2: Always. Um, so, yeah, two songs that I'm proud of writing because mm-hmm. people can recognize them, such as you. So that's really cool. But to, uh, I don't know how to comment on. So what was I saying? So like, it's your second single. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Yeah. So like that song um, was, I think, poppy enough and upbeat enough to with the material in it, uh, lyrically and musically catchy enough to possibly be something that could be a single Um, in particular because that song was heavily inspired by. Oh, I'm going to forget the name.
1: That's okay. That's what happens when you sit down at this table. Yeah,
2: we just instantly forget. It's not the alcohol or anything. You're like, it's, it's just...
1: Pavlov's train theory.
2: Yeah, Pavlov's <laughs> train's theory of music.
1: Don't worry about it. Why it's, don't we... See, it's okay, because you always can go back later see, and just was... splice it in and be like, it is this song. Right, but yeah. if,
2: see, if I was behind the camera right now and y'all were talking, or behind the mic, I would look, look it up and then be like, here you go, saved, you know? So okay. <laughs> I can't well, I, save I, I myself.
1: Yes, you can. We're here to save you with you. Oh. And we're also like, yeah, that's a cool idea. Let's talk about that also later. Let's just get back to that. Let's put a pin in it and come back to what that exact song was. Well, I,
2: I know the, the chorus of it. Sing it's, us it's the chorus. It's like, um, I love you, baby, and if it's oh, quite all right, I need, I need you, baby. baby. Yeah. To warm a lonely night Oh yeah! I, yeah,
1: that you, makes do you know? sense.
2: Okay, that so anyways. Yeah. So yeah, there's a line. There's a little beat that happens in that song. Yeah, and so I was really inspired by that uh-huh. song to write a similar song with the same kind of thing. So I kind of came up with ba. Mm-hmm. So what I was trying to do with that song was like update mm-hmm. a classic in a way, which I don't know if it went off. Well, well because it's not it's not in the top charts or anywhere right now but it might be the yeah the top charts in your heart so <laughs> that's that's very special
1: mm-hmm. And it's now number one on the Yes it is page. for
2: yes it is so And
1: also now that you mention the song and the part that you remember, it yeah. does make sense because you do reference like the, the long lonely nights or the cold lonely nights or what is it? oh yeah, the, yeah. The, about the jacket yeah, yeah so, that makes sense
2: so yeah that's the, a fun little like <laughs> yeah, yeah you know. got a coat but you, do you ever ever really need it I think is the line I don't wanna I just sing did. I don't wanna be singing my own stuff we're sampling why, why, we why, why don't before
0: dude. we you go on to the your inspiration behind mm, Omar Sharif why don't you tell us what drew you to making music mm. I think so that we give our listeners a bit more right. context. Right, context. Yeah. Before we get Before we get on to like the, like the
2: particulars, yeah. To the To the
1: gloomy good times. Yeah, you the would gloomy say. good times. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, music. Um, <laughs> I had a. I'm so glad you all so organized. I got a little sheet too. I can with follow. You. Um yes. So, mainly, a lot of it had to do with the stuff that I was shown as a as a kid and the stuff that i was exposed to that got me interested in wanting to perform musically and i mean as you well know renaissance pals ye-ye- were ye-ye- exposed to a lot of stuff so it wasn't just a one thing but it was definitely one of the things that i wanted to do um, which was uh to learn how to play an instrument and to write music and to uh produce it and well maybe not produce it because i didn't understand that at the time but to then perform it and um you know be a rock and roll star or something but basically yeah it was the stuff that i liked at the time and as a kid growing up and the things that i had seen a lot of it was coldplay so that was heavily influencing me as a young young lad to want to be a musician was listening to their jams so yeah that that was most that's where most of my inspiration to want to do that as a hobby. Well, see, this goes back to our like first couple episodes where we talked about what hobbies are and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so really, okay. To, to really hone in on it, um, listening to Coldplay growing up one day, I was just inspired to just go to my mom's old piano that she has in the back room and just try and play some Coldplay literally. And, I didn't know it at the time, but the piano was so old it was down-tuned half a step. So all the keys, just imagine them like half a step down. So that means everything shifted and it's wrong. So I was like trying to learn how to do it by ear and then learning it wrong finger placements and then looking online and not understanding why the keys weren't matching up. And so it was really... A tough couple of hours but I figured out how to play it it was in particular it was the song The Scientist of course and that I was playing it and I just kept playing it like the rest of that afternoon and my mom came home and from work and she heard me playing and she was so surprised and I was surprised too that (laughs) I I could do it and uh, eventually I realized the piano was in bad shape and uh, I had other instruments though as well. I would. I had a, a guitar that I was trying to learn, um, but it was just something about the piano that drew me to it. That really got me interested in music, um, other than the guitar. I don't know why, but it was probably those those sweet sweet ballads. Um, <laughs> Thanks, so, Chris. Yeah. Thank you, Chris.
0: So you you had like an experimental uh, relationship with music versus like a more formal training, like being in band.
2: Yeah, I, the only closest thing I ever came to was choir, and that was up until 6th grade because I couldn't decide if I wanted to play trumpet or saxophone in 6th grade, and they, they really decided. wanted you to pick. Yeah, and then I, they put me into <laughs> choir, and then I was like, well, I don't want to do that because <laughs> it costs a was, lot of money. What was your um,
0: arts credit then for like high school?
2: Uh, it was video arts, so oh, I went Oh, that I went too.
0: That's cool. What was yours?
1: It was band. I was in marching band. Guess mine.
0: Were you in, like, studio art?
1: Is that your final answer?
0: Wait. Oh,
1: shoot. Do I know this deep down and I just forgot? I think it's really funny because it's kind of telling and about each person. Oh, oh, yearbook! No. Dang it. I thought you were in your book. No, that what? wasn't my art credit for high school. Would you like to know? Yes. yes. It was theater. Oh! <laughs> that <makes sense. clears throat>
2: yes. No, yeah, that is very telling.
1: I, I only told you were a theater kid. I wasn't. I oh. had that was my oh, art. Oh, that was, your, credit. Art credit. <laughs> that was your art credit. I had to take yeah. an art credit and I was like, well, I would do choir. But then I have like my sister's shadow over me because she's really good at singing and mm-hmm. she like still takes choir and music classes and voice lessons right now. And then I could have done band or orchestra and I was like, I don't want that homework. And then uh, I hated the people in theater. So yeah.
2: Yeah, I was in theater for and like three days. <laughs>
1: theater was really intimidating. I shifted intimidating. It
2: out real quick.
0: There's a lot of like, there's a lot of throat chakra energy. Yeah, you got to get theater. out of your
2: comfort zone. You yeah. got to be able to stand and perform in front Confidence of people. Confidence is
0: yeah. the medicine in theater, I would say. And I did not take that medicine. <laughs> I don't think I did
2: either. So you're, you're not alone.
1: Okay. Mm, see, I could do it. And I like, I remember distinctly doing like a southern draw type See, I think you could be really good at theater. But I was this was before I was forced into situations to grow some form of confidence in certain places. Um, so I did not have very much. Um, it was very small and petering. And I remember doing a scene with somebody else that I really liked and we were friends and we had to do it for the whole class and I absolutely hated it. And it was just like one of those things where you could feel your whole body like shaking. But you were like trying to not think about it and get out of it, and but you could like feel like the convulsions because I would get that whenever um, it was like answer a question time, you need to answer yeah. something for any other class, and mm-hmm. I would just get like nervously shaking, and I'd be like, because yeah. I was pumping myself up to like raise my hand, and so I'd be like, oh yeah,
0: rushed. I totally get that feeling. Yeah, anytime we're yeah. talking in front of a group of people. Yeah, a and heart like,
1: <laughs> Your decision that that one moment of like. I'm going to raise my yes, hand and yes. answer this question. It just <laughs> shoots adrenaline through you. Really yes. And you're like, okay, I guess I can do it, but I'm so scared and my heart's going to give out and I'm not going to answer yeah. the question.
0: But then you end up surprising yourself with, like, somewhat of an intelligent wow. answer. Most wow. of the time. I don't. I don't
2: even wow. answer. I just oh. I just do it to experience a rush. And oh, wow. Stop. What and a I'm junkie!
1: Like... <laughs> See, I get to the point, I was the kid who would, like, read my paragraph that I knew I was going to be popcorn read, mm-hmm. and then, like, read it over and over again, so I actually could not hear what other people were saying. Exactly. So like, I, like, derailed yeah. my own body.
2: <laughs> it's like, you don't even know what's like. happening in the story now except mm-hmm. for that paragraph.
0: It'll, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. There's no way people
1: can yeah. actually follow
0: popcorn but reading. Apparently I just analyze they do. voices and then get nervous about my own. Who? Who? I don't know. Listeners, who understand... Who Extroverts. actually understood popcorn reading and the plot that was going on while kids were Extroverts.
1: It? <laughs> I agree. Uh, but, like, do you ever get to a point when you're talking and you just completely, like, like, a Christmas carol ghost yourself, like, you're behind yourself looking down, and you're thinking about that fact th- that you're, like, I think that's disassoci- called disassociation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Hello, ma'am, uh, that's disassociating. <laughs> because I'll do that when I'm talking, and then I'll realize I'm doing it, and then I'm still saying what I'm supposed to be saying, but then I'm starting to, like, go yeah. this other direction with it, and I'm, like, you need to finish saying this thing so you can get well, out of actually, it. Well, actually,
0: I don't know if that's disassociation, because I, I thought some things were in disassociation, and my therapist was like, no, sis, that's not. Dissociation is like, actually, uh, I don't want to get into like medical definitions, but I think that, but I, I think t- for the most part, like most humans experience that like split self of like, you have the, the active self in the world, and then you have the self in your mind who's kind of analyzing what's going on. And so it's like the second voice or whatever. And then you're, the second voice is watching what's going on mm-hmm. with the, but I don't think that's technically called dissociation. I just don't want to go off and like, because. I think, yeah. like, with medical terms, it can be, like, kind of... Yeah, kinda, yeah so uh, for that one person that's looking for a medical
2: <clears throat> definition in this podcast, please, don't take our...
1: We are not professionals. Yes. We, we are not. just conjecture. Right. See, episode one for our biases. <laughs> we are but drawers and singers.
2: Southern drawers.
1: <laughs> we are southern drawers. But, oh my god, but have you ever had that moment where you... This might be deeply personal to myself, but, um where you're eating lunch for an hour in a dark room and then you leave and walk out and suddenly the whole world is so completely wrong and not real. That's when I'm like, ah, this is disassociating. See, I think that would be Because it's whenever yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm so tall, but yet so small. None of this stuff seems real. That's, where I am that's I? It. Yeah. And then I'll go sit in my office and I'm like, remember time is a, a, a linear thing and also you have to work right now right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then go home. <laughs> Please, stop. That happened to
2: me this afternoon.
1: Yeah? <laughs> Isn't it
2: fun? It's, it's wildly weird.
1: Yeah, and you're just like... But it's mean? it's
2: also like an infinite, timeless space, too, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Because it's... Depending on if you have anxiety over it or not, mm-hmm. which I can, depending on the state I'm in, mm-hmm. it can also be kind of peaceful. And it's oh, it's a weird yeah. back and forth. Because you can be you, very neutral. you walk that line, and it usually it's neutral, but... Yeah. As soon as you start going places with it, you'll go places right, with it, and it's like, right. okay, you gotta be go back to the middle because mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think I've experienced that a couple times and then had like a panic attack immediately after because it felt so
1: foreign and weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I've, I've had moments of stillness that were, I right, feel like, more like contemplative mm-hmm. of the universe and stuff and yeah. just kind of blank and mm-hmm. then like meditation and stuff, but that's neutral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then. I've had moments where it was like, this is the wrong side of it, and then it just went like,
1: this is the wrong side, this is the wrong side of this. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yes. But I think
0: whenever we're talking about, I don't know, if we want to generalize creative people, then like... You're already overthinkers. Of course you're going to overthink living. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yes. Basically. A bunch of... Because I think there are groups of people out there who... Don't even they they operate in a in a way that's not so like internally driven. Mm-hmm. It, it's more of just like oh, what's true and what's not, and and they they're like the the financial CEOs and stuff like they're kind of
1: more. I don't know. They're just all on cocaine.
2: <laughs> Once <laughs> again, another overgeneralization, but you get the point.
1: Thank you for thank you for, for bringing up, us in. back. <laughs> wow thanks for your like opinion man sorry
2: producer producer bro just like just came back and was like let's get back on track
1: yeah we
0: should
2: no 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 not to say you all weren't just because i love the. no 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 i'm
0: gonna say my opinion and be like no 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 no. let's let's that's not what i meant at all (laughs) wait what no you just you just said let's get back on track and then you were like
2: well because i really do like this because that's what i like about what i do here is that i don't i don't have to do that and i don't want to do that because mm-hmm. y'all's banter should be natural and not mm-hmm. forcefully Nice-y. channeled <laughs> no 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 no, really that's that's why I went back on what I said and I mean I you know mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a backseize takesies kind of guy I just I don't know I like saying both sides at the same time it's just usually whatever falls last that makes it sound like I chose that one
1: we, we are just riding Lucy and Goosey let us go to the next question. Or wait, we were supposed to discuss your other song. Oh. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Give us some thoughts, thoughtsies.
2: Um, so Omar Sharif is based off of an actor, the song. Oh, now I feel it's shittier. Also, okay. Well, no, you're fine.
1: I messed up an entire human's name. No,
2: I mean, it's a hard name to pronounce, especially for Westerners, you know. So. Oh, wait,
0: I'm sorry. I know I'm going to derail us again, but I actually, this is an important point because of what you just said. Um, I actually received some feedback from a listener. Um, I don't, I'm not going to give her, like, her name a shout-out, but she's a close friend of mine. And it was so helpful. It was on the terms West and East. So she was an anthropology major in undergrad, and she explained that those terms are kind of, like, a little bit outdated, and uh, it can, from, like, a the standpoint of like being in the United States, it's easy to like lump kind of like England and like Germany and the Western Europe and the United States into one umbrella term Western and then uh, countries to the right as Eastern. But that's actually like kind of like problematic because the countries in the West and the countries in the East are all like quite different and they have their own cultures and stuff. So it's better to refer if you're, like speaking of something in particular, like by just the country um, and not like the region necessarily, because that's just like lumping everybody together. So I thought that was, it was really nice that we received that feedback. Cause I think like her sharing that with me, I was like, Oh cool. I didn't know that. And then like us sharing it with listeners and it's like, okay, cool. Then maybe more people will know and can like be more conscious of that in the future. So I guess going forward, like, if we're talking about, like, culture or whatever, I'm just going to say, like, United States. Like, because here in the States, we do this. Because, like, right. we can't speak on behalf of, like, people in England or Western Germany or, like, anything like that. Because, I mean, I know England is, like, technically really similar to the U.S. and how they view things. But still, there's, diff- there's major differences. And so um anyway that was just an aside and i was going to mention it but i wanted it to be like More relevant organic. and or, yeah so nice. it provided a good opportunity so thank you anyway and it yeah. makes
2: me want to go back to school because i minored in anthropology and now i feel like i don't know anything
0: <laughs> um, well i think we can we can link an article because she sent me an article oh there you go
2: there you go we show all notes. learned something
0: yeah i'm like where, where are the show notes <laughs> So do they exist? Because people always say show notes, and then I never know what they mean. I've never
2: heard anybody come say to our
0: blog,
1: and, and we'll put it there.
2: Yes, that's where these two Renaissance gals pals will post them.
1: Sal's Sal's. Anyway, I'm
0: pals. sorry. Go on.
2: No, yeah. So Omar Sharif was an Egyptian actor in the, I guess the. Mid fifties to uh, the eighties. Um, I can't say when they passed away, but they played a character called Doctor Zhivago in a film based off of the book, directed by David Lean, back in sixty, I think seven or something. And so that song, kind of derives its its name and origin through that, Omar Sharif directly because it's like a it's like a fun like. The song uh, refers to finding a doctor and then asking for Omar Sharif. And so basically it's asking for Dr. Zhivago, who is a character that he played in that film, Dr. Zhivago. And so I was trying to make a fun, like, punny, like, joke, kind of like, oh, yeah, this, this is... Um... So it's not just, it's not, like, about Omar Sharif, but it's, like, about that idea of that character that he played as Dr. Zhivago, uh, because it's, I think the lyrics are, I think I need a doctor, uh, Ghetto Mar Sharif. And I, I like that idea of somebody asking for somebody that has an ailment for an actor when it's like, I just played a character. Like, and I like that idea as if they kind of romanticized um, this character so much that they've confused them with the actual actor themselves. Um, which, you know, the, the characters, you know, they're a doctor, they're a poet, um, and so romanticizing that, but attaching it to the actual actor and, you know, it's, it's kind of like arbitrary to do so. And so it, that's the, uh, in so many words, what I was trying to do with that song. And that's why I, I labeled it. And also it makes a great, a great song title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably, and it gives, uh, known to, um, actors and stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, we do that all the time with like, just use actors as, I don't know, like, with I can't I can't separate Rory Gilmore from Alexis Bledel. I just see her as Rory, and like Harry Potter with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I exactly. Can't yeah, you know, and so they they just think of that.
2: And that's the thing too. I don't have any that much uh, film knowledge of the roles that uh, Omar Sharif has played. I mean, from I think Che later. Um, I haven't seen any of those films, but I've seen two. Uh, in particular, which were both directed by David Lean, um, one of my favorite classic film directors. and So in that other film, he plays a character called Sharif Ali. And so, yeah, I just, I loved that, that once again, that idea of like accidentally mistaking somebody for a character and trying to use that as a scapegoat to get through whatever the the voice of that song is trying to the narrator of that song is trying to say
1: that's wonderful let's play a clip Think I need a real
2: doctor. get on-
0: you want to ask the
1: second
2: question? No. <laughs> but you you like the guitar from that song. <coughs> Sorry. So you
1: should play yeah, the guitar? Yeah, I do like the guitar from that song. I like the...
2: And the little drummy beats and the little... Yeah, the little voices. Yeah, so I consider those ghosts because the whole album is the Gloomy Good Times or Dead Friends and Forget-Me-Nots. And so that's the... The, I guess, the aesthetic I was trying to like, there are these ghosts. It has a really
1: good building, and then you're like, ooh, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, because it, it reminds me of like the, the I don't know the exact term for it, but like the twinging whenever you say the gloomy good times and in the gloomy good times, like the twingy part hmm. that I tried to replicate. Mm-hmm. Whatever oh. it's called specifically. Ooh, yeah. The gloomy yeah. good times, the gloomy.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Like, Isn't that auto tune? It's
2: not <laughs> auto tune. It's I actually. Know, I was
0: just what dick. is it? It's, God, you're such a dick. It's what. actually
2: transposed. So I like pulled. It's
0: actually transposed. Yeah,
2: it is. And so, it's
0: Leviosa. <laughs> <not>
1: leviosa. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's magic. It's it's kind of it's like it's a dissonant harmony almost, and it it works oh, really well cool. because it's my regular voice layered with that and then, like, a lower. Oh. So I transposed one up, one down, so there's three of my voices.
0: So that's, like, ball. manual autotune.
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: As if autotune wasn't already... There. Yeah. No, it's machine, though.
2: What? What's machine?
0: Autotune. It's, it's auto-tune. machine. It's like, like, but you were using you, three layers of voice versus it being, like, a little dial.
2: Well, that's you can dial all of that in, but <laughs> I didn't with those. I tried my best to just sing it straight and then layer the audio, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, you can go in and dial stuff um, and waveforms like very like in depth, uh, but I do not have I do not have the money to afford an auto tune anyway. So it's I'm not saying I'm trying.
1: PayPal's to... below. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> Ko-fi? No, 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 no. Uh... no please, no.
0: <laughs> Cash app. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a GoFundMe.
1: Yeah. No. No. GoFundMe for Saint Naive's auto Get my boy an auto tune. <laughs>
2: I don't need an audition. That's the point. Like, why would I want to? No,
1: no, become a pop star.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I want to be a pop star, so that's Mm -hmm. why I don't want to. Hey,
0: this is on topic. This is on point. Why don't you want to become a pop star? Tell us. uh, Tell us. Ooh. Exclusive. Well, are you, a it lot of... Okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're
1: good. It's okay. That's this entire podcast. <laughs> I started listening one? to other podcasts, and I was like, they never cut each other off. And I'm like, do they really <laughs> want to talk to each other?
0: <laughs> it's very seamless. I know.
1: I'm like, what are we doing wrong? I'm
2: sorry we're not as seamless in this podcast We anymore. need
1: like 16 mics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we can just mute other people and just switch between <gasps> tracks. My
1: should have one. That'd be great. And
2: just hear little jingle jangles the
1: whole time when he's cleaning his face and we can pitch his jingles up one and down
2: yes there you have it folks
1: that's how you get a sensational hit am i right lads
2: sensational hit so yes pop stars
1: sorry oh everybody in the back lads 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 what's happening anyway so a sensational hit
2: yeah, so pop stars are sensational hits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, can we, can pop stars, stars. Can
1: we just call this sensational hits? Sensational hits, sensational hits. You're listening to sensational, sensational hits. hits. Is this Fraser? <laughs> <laughs> We're listening,
2: Seattle. So, I think a lot of people have a, have a weird idea of what it means to be a pop star. Okay. And...
1: Ooh, ooh, let's all think to ourselves what we think a pop star means so that we can see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I did story time today, and so I'm really in the toddler preschooler mode.
0: Yes. I mean, that's that's a nice mode to be around.
1: Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I did. Okay, so everybody
0: universal. think
1: about what you think being a pop star means. Okay. <laughs> Alcohol!
0: <laughs> think and sip. <laughs> Really, we only have, like, one drink
1: while we're on this I'm good, podcast. I mean... Yeah. I know, it's because we're so fucking lit. <laughs> we're, no.
2: I'm just a lightweight, that's just the
1: truth. Yes, yeah, you, you heard it us from here. You heard it here first, folks. That's what I meant. Exclusive. <laughs> like you heard it from spells. here. <laughs> you heard it from here. We are one. highly
2: specific. You heard it from <laughs>
1: here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>, we're <laughs> all over the place. We <laughs> were... <laughs> So are we gonna talk about?
1: Sorry, I. What we think
2: of pop stars? I'm accidentally
1: saying that in my head, and now it's. It won't stop. And now it's out. It, it it's never gonna be done. But yes, yeah, so I think of um, alcohol. Big like used to be like deep thoughtful songs, but then kind of pulled back once they got famous, and it is more about like. Right what has the coolest beat, which isn't necessarily the worst thing, but it's also, like, disappointing to fans who followed them the whole time. Yes, I'm thinking about Taylor Swift right now. (laughs) Because, like, she started off, not that she's not bad, she's fine. But I think, like, Red right now for me is, like, the pinnacle of Taylor Swift as Taylor Swift, like, in this moment. I used to hate it, and then I became 24, and then I was like, shit, girl, I understand. So... Like things like that, where it's like mm. they had still like a lot of playing with words and allegories and metaphor and all of that shit. And then pop star to me means that it kind of ended. They're more distant for things like where it's where it's reached the point where it's dangerous to be that high up. People mm. want to kill you, people mm-hmm. especially want for to a woman. steal you. People yeah. want to throw shit at you and/or your significant other. Like, yeah, it's not great.
0: On that note, because I was thinking immediately, um, like being in the public eye and that being a bad thing. Because I was thinking of like Brittany and what I don't a know what year. Bitch. Yeah, two thousand
1: seven. Where 2007. she shaved seven. her head.
0: Yeah, and like you know, her baby wasn't in a car seat or something, and like everybody lost their shit, and she just was having a rough year, <laughs> and. Everybody kind of vilified her, mm-hmm. and I just like to reflect on the fact that, like, no tabloids ever talk about, like, men's scandals or, like, anything like that. It's all women, and uh, maybe it's because women are mostly reading tabloids, and it's, like, kind of, like, an internal massage, anything where it's like, yeah, we like to see other women, like suffer and mm-hmm. you know if they if they rise we want to see them fall too
1: I only have male friends
0: Right I'm not like other girls all of those problematic tropes but I I think of like Katy Perry what pop stars mm-hmm. Katy Perry um Britney Spears Lady Gaga gotcha. although Lady Gaga is more like androgynous and kind of artsy but That's true. I would I would say Pop is, is very synonymous with femme for me and like mm-hmm. bubblegum pink and lots of like top chart hits and uh just this kind of a like very large ego that isn't isn't like a I would say it's the equivalent of like the male rapper ego, maybe, but for in the femme realm. So that's my definition of what a pop star would be.
2: Alright, All right. I, I agree completely. There's a lot of uh headspace that's probably um, to outer space for um, everybody else listening to the music. And a lot of people will try to jump and climb to that space for the wrong reasons or maybe the right reasons. What but do you mean
0: outer, by outer space?
2: So, like, you know, when people reach that level, there are things like, that come with it, such wow. as um, mm. um, egos or... And if, if it wasn't egos, other things, like you were talking about, like, threats and, like, uh, being in the public eye and the stress that they can have on somebody and not really having any privacy and stuff like that and um, money issues. And um,
1: when it comes to your
2: art, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to sell it out? Or are you going to try and stay original? Um, are you going to play into the times? Or are you going to just do your own thing? Um, which kind of goes back on, I, I guess, lumps into the whole creativity aspect of what you're going to do with your art. But, yeah, I, I think that pop stars... Um, can be both good and bad, Um, but usually what happens with pop stars is that they're supposed to be pop stars and the music that makes them is made for them for a market and so it's Mm -hmm. very kind of capitalistic and not to say that there's anything wrong with that and that uh, great music in uh, the United States has come from it, but that it has perpetuated that cycle over and over and over and over and over again and it has limited other artists um, the ability to to be heard at a larger scale which can or can or doesn't have to be uh, the goal when it comes to writing music Uh, but it usually is something that most I would say people when they see that as a young age they strive for it Um, but they just probably see the surface level things and they don't obviously they don't see all the back the back end that has to go with it.
0: So is that why you wouldn't want to write I to that
2: I level? yeah because I would mainly think that what would happen is I would question what I would do with my art. Would I want to try and channel it to make it fit the norm of what makes money? Because honestly, I I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would. And so I I feel like if I became a pop star, it would as with anybody said, you know, it'd be on their own merit, and that's going to be really hard without signing yourself off to a, a label or a company. Chance
0: the Rapper did it for quite a long time. So did TV Girl. No <clears throat> no label, and then they... they
2: yeah, I mean, it. there's tons of artists that can do it and that are doing it now, which is great, because of, obviously, social media mm-hmm. um, has... One of the, the good things about it is that, it obviously, yeah, it has... You can instantly touch anybody anywhere in the world, and... That can be with your music if you have it up on the right places. Well, I, I, mean, d- I
0: disagree that all labels equal selling out. I think there's highly no, specific labels that... No, of course.
2: There are some, but... There are a lot. The point is that there, there's investment involved. And right. So there's a lot... There's a monetary That has of, to yeah. go into that in order... And there are contracts that must be written. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, get yourself a sweet deal.
1: And then um, get screwed over. And, like with Kesha's thing and her manager or whoever that was... And so basically she had to work with her alleged, like, rapist and sexual predator. Um, And then Taylor Swift also, like, her music was basically locked away and she didn't get her rights, allegedly. Um, So, like, there's pretty bad things that can go with the labels because Taylor Swift's had, I think, had to do with Big Machine Records and a very specific person there back when she worked with them, and now she can't get a hold of that. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. So. Hmm. So it's like... Yeah, so
2: it's also the people you work with. Yeah. Who do you allow into your life to go on that journey with you? Because you can't really do it alone. You can, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to have...
1: But then you get the SoundCloud rapper rap. SoundCloud rapper rap, where it's like, oh... You just made that on Garage Beats, Garage whatever, Garage. garage band. Thank you. I was like, I'm just gonna keep saying things that could possibly fill out the second garage part of the Garage niche. Yeah. Garage like, cars. Cause it then they'll just be like, oh, why don't you just get a face tattoo? You 12 year old Garage mm. Band, SoundCloud rapper. Like, it it there's.
0: Don't it, get a it's tattoo like the, at 12 years old. please, please don't. <laughs> I think that points to the larger issue here and something that we're exploring on the podcast, which is what. It's about, I guess, external validation mm-hmm. versus, like, internal <clears> throat> motivation. Throat> and, like, what... it Because I, I think we have this desire to be, as writers, to mm-hmm. be published by um, a publishing company and maybe as musicians right. to get signed mm-hmm. by a label. Because those, in a way, like, affirm that you're
1: good. Valid.
0: Or, yeah, and that, like, oh, yeah, you, you aren't just pretending, but... Um, why I I want to question what's so bad about pretending and having, and pursuing a hobby and not wanting to necessarily
1: like you said be a pop star but right. just play music. Yeah. I will play the devil's advocate for this, because people need money, <laughs> and doing all these things take time and right. effort. And if you want to believe in yourself, then of course you want to believe that other people want to be a part of it, and so. Hmm. Like, it's the idea that some people, like, are able to take time off and really pursue their creative interest or um, their creative pursuit in general, like, very hardcore for, like, six months because they've either negotiated something with their family or their loved ones or they've saved up a lot or they have, like, a part-time job that's able to scrape just enough by Mm -hmm. where they can go so hard at their pursuit for that amount of time, Mm -hmm. but realistically with a lot of people Mm -hmm. you don't have that time and that effort can be put somewhere else and if you're not getting anything out of it in a certain way then it can kind of just feel like a dead end because like if I was putting in 20 hours a week every single week non-stop for writing and it just perpetually was just basically for lack of a better word a dead end Mm -hmm. then it'd kind of be disheartening because basically I'm seeing that go nowhere. Like, yes, it's it's fulfilling to some extent, and I'm excited about it, and it's fun. But then, like, you still can have the problem of, like, not, this is not a call-out, of giving your work to a friend, and, like, they don't, they're not gonna, they don't give a shit. They're Mm -hmm. not gonna read it for months on end. So then you don't have that validity, Mm -hmm. and so you're still just sort of sitting with it. So, also, like, if you're a singer-songwriter and you put your stuff on a bunch of different platforms, and you're like, hey, can you please stream it? Can you please listen to it? Can you tell me what it's like? Do you like it? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And if your friends just keep kind of putting it off, or peop- like, mm-hmm. then, yes, it was wonderful to make it for yourself, but it's also, yeah. some, like, a lot of creative things you make because you want to share it with other people. Exactly. And you want to, like, have people be a part of your imagination. And, and like not just think those with people you. that
0: are close to yeah. you, but the world at large.
1: And so at some point, you're going to kind of retract into yourself if you're not getting something out of it. Like, if your time is not being rewarded, whether monetarily or emotionally, then, like, yeah. that's why people, I think, like, regress back into just, like, playing video games for four months straight. Or, like, doing something else where you're like, well, fuck this. I'm going to just, like refill myself because nobody's helping me which is it's not to say that people have to help you f- to do anything blah blah blah. blah. we don't want to do any kind of like emotional like leeching here but <laughs> you, 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 that, that's my two senses I think that yes it is valid to say that we shouldn't have to rely on a system that involves money and have that be like the be all end all mm-hmm. but also I know with my job and I know a lot of our jobs that we all collectively as a people uh, as a podcast have Mm -hmm. that if we put in basically a part-time job and we're getting nothing from it you're not going to want to do that thing anymore and just like being able to make pennies on a self-published book or like eventually like the possibility of someone paying you to come sing in their lounge or something like that that it's like that's the thing you need to strive for because financially, you have to be realistic in those moments. I'm here to be creatively realistic creatively with people. Realistic. I think I
0: have some <laughs> thoughts, but I think we should see, well, hear your reactions, Dylan.
2: First, uh, I agree. You know, I don't. There, there's a great, there's a great lessons and great opportunities that can happen from being in both of those spaces, uh, being in a in a completely independent space and then one that. Eventually, lends its way through whether time or growth or sheer luck or mm-hmm. you know even connections with other people that you have to get all of a sudden to that level and then make that choice of like, do I want to do this or not? You know and uh, do I, I
1: stay or do I go now?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know not to to <laughs> 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 we're gonna start the rest of the song. The rest of this this podcast is gonna be karaoke. Um, Hell yes! Oh god. No. no um, <laughs> But yeah, I it 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 also there is that once again that you know people that like to just make music for themselves mm-hmm. and don't don't really mind if it's just their family or if it's just something that they do for themselves and and usually though I would say with most art um, people make it so that at least one thing I don't know what it may be if it's their pet. Or if it's just a bird, or the wind to touch it, or a friend to see it. Usually, people create something to have something else interact with it.
1: Like a connection. Yes, it's some like kind of connection. It shows like a little piece of yourself. Like yeah, any so, of yeah. your songs is kind of like holding out like a little part of your heart. For and sure. Like to Definitely. have other people like look at it and be like, oh, that's a really fucking cool vein. And like yeah. somebody can either utterly destroy it or make it be even more beautiful than it is on yeah. its own. And yeah. It, so, yeah. So
2: yeah. Th- that's that's yeah. I, I agree with with both of the sides. Really. I mean, it's not kind of a boring answer, but they're very
1: political answer. No, Dylan. <laughs> it's just
2: kind of like
1: it's a valid answer though.
2: It's I figure it. It's just kind of lending itself to a more spiritual middle kind of path well
0: you did you did start the podcast off by saying that you like to be in both worlds yeah you see both sides Mm -hmm. which i think is a it's a valid perspective and it's not one that many people share these days so it's very true yeah it's a good place to be thank you
2: i mean Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean if somebody came around and they're like hey i'm from a record company and we've got big cash for you and we like your song i might i'm like well let me see what they got let me consider it you know once again though that's where it comes from creatively what did you say? Conscious or creatively? Um, realistic. Realistic. Thank it's you. like you gotta think, well, they're giving me a contract here, but they're asking for 50%. Like, what does that mean? For how many years? Does mm-hmm. that mean I have to start? I have, how many albums do I have to make with this yeah. person before what, I get out I of the contract? Yeah, yeah or, the- or how much money am I gonna be getting out of it? Am I doing, do I get to keep creative control, but they make all the money and only make 50 bucks at the end of the week? Like, mm. I don't know how I feel about that. So,
0: yeah. I, I mean, think at a certain point, though, that's, that's more in the fantasy world than in the realistic world, to be like, yeah, a record label is going to come and, like...
2: Well, this is what Cause it's I'm the same thing. It's if... like, is a,
0: is a publisher going to come and be like, hey, we saw the horse in Ditton Public Library, and we really liked that I poem. Mean, yeah. So it's like, I, I just think that... And this goes back to our conversation last week, when we were talking about social media and the importance of marketing yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, like, being an advocate of yourself. And also, can, social networking. Like, I think that that's a lot of the times how you can gain an audience, I guess, is by just talking about your stuff with friends and uh, cross-collaborating and and all of that. Because I think every single person has their specific social sphere, and whenever you combine social spheres, it increases the amount of people that you're reaching. But that's also, I don't know, it's...
2: I believe in that, but I also believe in the magic of anything. But
1: it, it was more like a, I think, like a... Kind of like somebody could go into the Denton wherever I know you said the specific name place and see the horse mm-hmm. and they just might happen to be starting up an online poetry journal mm-hmm. and they could be like this shit fucks and they could just be like oh I do want I want to talk contact this person this person this person please give me their info yeah like it can happen I'm not saying like bank on it not I think yeah don't bank but,
2: on it but the magic is there to so that well, it can happen
0: and and that's the thing I, f- I that's I feel actually really disheartened in general by like and that makes me kind of sad because that's something that I really I, I sort of don't like I'm gonna get real all right I'm gonna get real for the podcast Bring us I sort fire. of it's, I, I have a really strong resistance whenever you talk about, like, the magic of discovery and creativity, Dylan. Like, I really do. Because okay. I, I, I almost shut down whenever you talk about it because I'm like, I can't. I just can't even hear it because it's, I don't know. I, I feel like I've gone through such a weird journey with it where I put so much into creativity. And I was like, this is going to be the thing that saves me. And then I realized... It can't be and that, like, I have to be realistic right. about my life no, yeah. and that's... about, like, what I do and how I take care of myself because that's the most important thing is my health. Right. But then it's... And, and so I don't think that you're obviously, like, you you can approach it in your own way from a healthy perspective. But I, I do think that, like, if you've tried pursuing, like, a creativity more intensely in the past and you felt like you've lost yourself in it or that it's... It's
1: like holding grains of sand and you're just watching it and you yeah. can't ever, like, catch them all. Yeah. Water, I guess, is a better mm-hmm. metaphor
0: for it. It, can, so it yeah. can be
1: really hard to, like, I don't know, believe in
0: and be optimistic. And I'm something that I'm, like, really trying to change yeah. and find, like, more of a middle ground with mm-hmm. because I don't want to be a pessimist about well, it. Well, I right. feel
1: like there's definitely optimists and pessimists in the creative community, and it's really hard, I think, for... Well, I can't speak for optimists, because, hi, I'm a pessimist. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, depending on if I have no emotional say in something, I can sway optimist, but, or like delightfully realistic, uh, but if it's something that's about me personally, it's always going to be skewed pessimistically. I can give you an example. So, in specifically writing, like, fiction, there are always those people who are like, My muse talks to me. Oh, my characters, they're like so amazing. Like basically they're real people inside my heads, and blah, 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 and like this, this, and that. And like, it's so wonderful. I sat down and like wrote and I was like, they were talking to me and they were telling me this story. And I'm like, great love that for you but also it it you're right it does make people this is not this is not at you also by the way i just wanted to make sure she just just
0: gestured to dylan um this is about writing i i
1: no i want to because it is a thing like there are definitely people who are who get to see a lot, of, especially on social media, or mm-hmm. like the outward projection with people that you don't know when it's like creatives who are discussing with other creatives that they know on a surface level, like through Instagram specifically is what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. I'll always see people talking about stuff like that. And I also saw it on like NaNoWriMo whenever I would walk, look on their forums or their mm-hmm. writing sites. And there's always like that sect of people. And it's very disheartening to look at that and be like, Am I even creative if that's not something that, like, happens Happens to me? If it's something where I have to, like, dig my nails in and attempt to pull something out, and then even after that whole thing, my nails are bloody and gnarled and and I just found a bottle cap? Like, bullshit like that, where it's, like, you see your back-end perspective, where you're like, What? You're saying you wake up at 5 a.m. and write for four hours and then go and get your two children and then take them (laughs) to preschool and then magically appear with dinner. Like, what is this? And you have to see your whole life play out and all, like, the Mm -hmm. gritty parts of you sitting at your desk for hours on end just staring at Facebook or something. Like, that's a real low, just staring at Facebook. Oh, God, it it really is. So, (laughs) it's like... You get to see that side, but then people are presenting, which is perfectly valid because they could literally live in the world where they're like, my characters do tell me how the story is supposed to be told. And I understand them as if they were real people sitting beside me. I didn't have to painstakingly craft them from their zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. things like that. Which I think I think people are starting to get to the other side and like look really closely to the darker part of being a creative person, and finding, like, how creativity works, and how it isn't, like, an endless fountain, and sometimes it's just, like, holding a cup out, like, waiting, and then being, like, (laughs) is that, I can't tell if it's full yet, I can't hear it anymore, like, when you're at night trying to fill up a cup of water, and you're, like, (laughs) I'm just really thirsty, that's not, no, that's not enough, I need to, uh, is that, (laughs) that's still not enough, (laughs) so I feel like that is a lot of what you're discussing, so it sounds like, from my untrained eye and or ear that you might live on more of like the The creativity is like a, a beautiful butterfly where it's like sometimes you can catch it easier than other times or sometimes it just comes to you but it's always wonderful and fantastic correct me
2: it's it is wonderful and fantastic but it's not always wonderful and fantastic I mean sometimes you know that butterfly comes to you and it's just like literally just not even a butterfly, you know, it's something else and it stings you because you've been, you've been, yeah, it's a wasp and Mm -hmm. even the wasp can be sure. You can turn that into inspiration Mm -hmm. as well. But, um, with regards to how I feel about, you know, magic in terms of, you know, you do have to be realistic and yeah, you can't just expect your stuff just because you put it out in the newspaper to all of a sudden make you famous. And I'm not saying that's where I'm coming from with that. I'm just, Unless
1: you're Christopher Pellini. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't know who Aragon. that is. Aragon. Um, that
1: book was self-published oh, when he was 17.
2: Well, there you go. So, yeah. And this is what I'm saying. This is where that, that magic comes from. And yeah, So right. those things do happen. And that's, that's all I'm trying to say when I do say that, is that, yeah, sometimes that stuff does happen because you put your stuff in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time. And mm-hmm. I think that the Internet... You know, Mm -hmm. and has allowed that to happen to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. To just put your stuff Mm -hmm. in the right platform at the right time, and other people have discovered it, Mm -hmm. and they've been able to, you know, go
1: viral. Yeah,
2: go viral, if
1: you will. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that in accordance to Post Malone today, driving over here because apparently he's in a movie. If you go on Netflix, he's in one of the top movies. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just Mm -hmm. remember seeing it. He was in a prison, and I was like. Glad you got those face tats. This is helping you out, dude. Like, uh, fuck it up. Oh but, gosh. like, I, and then I started thinking about it. <clears throat> and I was like, how people would presume that he just, like, shot up here. And, yeah, he can take a while to make a CD and drop it. And then it's going to be big, blah, blah, blah. And wait a while and perfect it, quote, mm-hmm. unquote. And then, like, drop it. And people he'll still have that huge fan base. And then I was thinking, like, oh, well. That's wild because you have to reach a certain level before you can get that as your baseline. And then I was thinking about, like, of course, his SoundCloud days, like when he was still in Grapevine, like all the work, like day in and day out that he had to put in just to have there be even the slightest chance that that moment could hit where it flips and he gets on the radio. Yeah. And then um, there's a saying, I was going to be like, there's a saying in publishing, but but, like what, what you were talking about, where it's luck. Everything is timing and luck. I think any kind of publishing platform, whether that's for books, for music, for poetry, for other things that I can't think of right now, all of it is timing and luck. Because with specifically book publishing, everything you're reading was found and perfected like a year to two years out. So the trends we see are technically already old trends. Like if you started writing a book right now specifically about fairies I'm adding myself super hard right now. <laughs> like fairies but also with a, a a bend that has to do with uh, European folklore. That shit's gone. Like, you mm-hmm. can't start in that right now and get it going. So it's like the whole, the luck thing I think is like the biggest both downer and neutral positive moment hear me out because it's a downer because like well god damn it then that means that at some point like what if I don't even make an hour because it's just luck what if the person next to me makes instead what if that bitch that other chick that has a podcast like does it uh, like that's a whole different deal versus like okay but you know what it could happen potentially. It could be because somebody sees your poem in a public place and they're like, I fucks with that. Or it could be because they happen to accidentally shuffle their Spotify and they hear your song and they go, I fucks with that. Or they're an intern that happens to be going through the slush pile at a huge like top five publisher and they happen upon your manuscript and they're like, my boss will fucks with that. So it's like, Everything, like, that delightfully, like, neutral thing. Like, you can't make luck. Luck will make you that kind of side of it where that's kind of positive. And you can just kind of brush that off because you don't have a say in it. Versus, like, the whole creativity thing that we were discussing where it's, like, people make it seem like we have a say in it, which makes it harder to kind of swallow because it's, like, I feel like I don't have that much of a say, but people are always pointing at you and being, like, you suck. Or, you should be able to do this thing that I can do so easily. Right. And I think that's where uh-huh. it comes from, is, like, the, the perceived amount of ability you have to change it.
0: Well, it really goes back to the American dream of being able to... Pick a fence. Pull it up with your... That pull
1: bootstraps. Pull up those bootstraps. Two in, and a half
0: kids. And then you're on your way. And the thing is, is, like, there are, like, so many systematic inequalities at play mm-hmm. here. Like... Technically, you could be promoting St. Naive 24-7, but mm-hmm. you're working fucking 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. and you're doing, like, hard work, and mm-hmm. it's it's one of the... It's just... Right. It, it's not... He's buff as fuck right now. I'm,
2: I am not. <laughs> I am less than 115 pounds. So, there you go. So, <laughs> buff
1: as fuck. He's buff as fuck, though.
2: I hear that, though. And, and I mean, that's the kind of... The lucky the lucky element that you could have at play with it being that I have the opportunity to put my stuff online and just leave it there mm-hmm. and let it kind of self promote itself, if you will. Mm-hmm. If somebody happens to misspell something, <laughs> and they're like, "Shit, I I found this by accident. It's fire or it's ter- it's trash." Mm-hmm. Like but that then can happen.
1: Like, this is trash fire. Let me show it to all my is, friends. This is going to be a dumpster <laughs> fire. Reverse viral. <laughs>
2: yeah, reverse viral. There you go.
0: But I guess I just want to say that even though I resist it internally, I do I. S- it's, it's nice I don't know I just I guess I'm I resist it because I, I feel so like just you have a personal horse in the race yeah and yeah the, and and, and it, it just feels like a bl- like maybe a block that's there within me whereas I, I feel in other aspects of life op- optimistic and firm mm-hmm. but in in this realm it's I, I don't feel as much that way but I know that you have yeah. been I in- mean
2: to each their own too mm-hmm. I mean
0: right. I guess it's good to have a, a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right?
2: and I mean... This but I just, I
0: hate being... I don't... I feel like naturally I lean more towards pragmatic idealism. Shout out, Darren, because you told me that. And I, like, really latched onto it, and it brings me comfort.
2: We know you're listening.
0: <laughs> we love that you're listening. <laughs> but, um, like, so be, being in the realist realm, I'm like, but this doesn't feel like me. And then it becomes about me, and then it's a whole thing. I'm like, I don't want it to be about me. This doesn't have anything to do with me, yeah. so... You know, anyway.
1: But it's natural <laughs> to feel like... Because it, it is hard, because sometimes we'll be talking about this, and this is all very personal things. Like, right. it's all about your views and the ways that you express your soul through your flesh prism. Prison. Th- th- you don't shine rainbows. Prism slash prison. I like oh. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your flesh rainbow prism. Hey, that's the real estate optimist perspective. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's like... That's why it's so, it's already a super personal topic, and that's all we talk about, and we're always, like, poking and prodding at each other, and Mm. I'm already very aggressive. (laughs) So, like, of course, if we say something, then it's okay to feel, like, a twinge inside you, because I get that all the time. Hi, every, re, every four versus six enneagram discussion, like, there's always gonna be a point that's, like, something in your past, that, like, really... Angers, Like, yeah. you could be looking around being very, like, and then somebody says something, you hear it in the back of your mind, and, like, this little twinge, like, hits you. It's what these kids these days call a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were correct. Yeah, that would be a trigger. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, you you just somehow get triggered by something somebody says, mm-hmm. and, and it's not... Because you're a shitty person, or you're weak, or because, like, you're just being too sensitive, or you're being too aggressive. It's because, like, yeah, I've been told for, or, uh, six is, like, I don't know, me, I don't know, who cares? As a person, I've been told, like, oh, you're not the creative person, you're the organized person. And that's good too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, no, I've (laughs) attempted to write songs. I wrote poems. I decorated my entire room simply with calendar pictures because I wanted to feel something. So it's like, okay, thanks. So it's like, it's fine to just get like super aggressive about a topic that Mm -hmm. other people are gonna be like, oh man, (laughs) I just wanted to know what your drink order was. (laughs) So it, it's like you're fine. <laughs> I get this way. Like what? What else did we talk about last week? I got. We both got very aggressive about a very odd thing. Either way, like mm-hmm. there's always gonna be something that you're personally collect- connected to that the other person's not connected yeah. to in right. any way, shape, or form. Right. And it's fine. This and is, is a some, safe space. Some, yeah.
0: It is, and it's it's good to hear all the perspectives. Mm-hmm. Cause I I will say like at least. For the, for the listeners, me and Emily worked together for, like, two and a half years, right? And yeah. And saw each other every day. So, we would, we as in me and Emily would sometimes have extremely heated philosophical discussions <laughs> oh God, over yeah. the the little, like, uh, I Skype I am thing. And be like, but this is my perspective and I think that you're wrong. But we wouldn't say, I think you're wrong. We'd be like, I, you would say, that's fair, a lot. And, but, but, but. And then so, yeah. I feel like. But uh, that's all to say that I think that your realism has sh- has shaped my worldview as well, and in, I'm very thankful for it because it's um nice to be like brought back down to to earth if you're ever like floating away too high, and then you're like, oh wait, but there's actual there's actual problems that exist I'm in the sorry. world, and I'm just ignoring them and preferring to like. Deflect and just be like, no, I'm going
1: to stay up in this. Well, because it can you know. become like a little upward spiral into something else where it's like, oh, if you can just always like, re-remember where to put your feet back, then mm-hmm. it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm.
0: And in the the upward energy is still needed as well mm-hmm. to, to, to lift projects off the ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I,
2: to... Back to
1: you. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, no.
0: no
2: <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I guess you could say uh, the magic that I believe in maybe is and my comes from my naivety um, because nice that's something. Back. Yeah, I'm, I mean that's something I believe in. Um, although other people may have different perspectives on it, it's just I'm not saying that I'm fully a hundred percent like I know that. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen because mm-hmm. I believe it, but. Mm-hmm. I just i i like the idea of being surprised and i think magic can do that and so if i believe in something you know that maybe one day that will surprise me back and i'll be like oh yeah because i believed in that and Mm -hmm. i've had that happen to me a couple of times with projects i could never have gotten off the ground and that's probably just part of my own personal drive to finish projects and to go through with them but um yeah I've, i've i feel like i've seen magic happen before and Heard stories of it, and I just I think it can happen. So
0: I guess I just I always forget that you don't put all of your eggs in that basket, and I think that you do, but you you actually don't. You just are stating I mean, that you
2: yeah. Because if you think about it, I work to get buff, you know, twenty hours a day, <laughs> and I don't I don't do what I want to do, which is make well, music. also you're or any you're like a level headed
0: person, and you're not like like intensely melodramatic or anything, and like <laughs> slinging like I, I destroying don't know. I can your be life. Angry. So that you can, like, my, make a creative point, so... Or in the lives of other people, but I'm not shouting out anyone particular right now. Uh,
1: that's, that's, that's a valid point, but I did recently rewatch portions of Julie and Juliet shout oh out... Oh my god, I love that movie! Yes, it's and so there good. is specifically a part where the husband says, stop calling me a saint, because I'm not. And I think that's a very important part, not to, like therapist you too. No, I mean, but I, I think it, yeah. I think there's points where it's like yes, you both are very great people, but you're also still human, which yeah. means like you might perceive yourself as somebody who spirals this way and that or mm-hmm. puts their eggs in too many baskets or only one basket or some kind of erratic thing. Yeah. And you view your partner as somebody who's much more stoic, but um, then it's like but then yeah. like they also have their erratic moments. Mm-hmm. They're crying in the dishpins, Things like that where it's like everybody has their shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, to quote that man from Julian Julian, it's it's okay. Like, that was really not a quote, but like yeah, it's just it's just something that actually stuck out to me cuz I was like, oh, wow, for such an early 2000s movie, yeah. like that was a that's a good concept Right. where it like to have the husband point out like well, I think I, I think Don't I have... saintize people. Unless, uh, yeah. you know, you're literally saintizing them. Um, sainting? Sainting. Uh, I yes. look to you as if, uh, as if, as if, if you're you. going to give me an answer. Oh, you know, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of the name itself, Saint Naive. It's like, how can you have a naive saint? And you, it, you really can't, because why would you saint somebody who's naive? And so that's what that... that that I guess you could say that childlike quality comes from, is where more of that, mm-hmm. to believe in magic, but uh, to also pretend to be at this other level mm-hmm. when really you're still just kind of kicking it and
1: yeah. is it, having it's fun. It's like and, an active push to try to be on it, that side really of It's really a good name yeah. for yeah. you.
2: But to also be reminded of that constantly, of like, <laughs> hey, you're not really this saint, you're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can be really naive, and so it's...
0: Yeah. Well, and on that note, too, like, the, the problem of calling people saints, whether to their faces or in your mind, is that whenever they mess up, it's almost like you get mad at them for messing up, because you're like, well, you're supposed to be perfect. Well, and that's the point mm-hmm. of and a saint, is fair. to yeah. Yeah. is to
2: not be perfect. I mean, all, most stories of saints, oh, their really? shit's gone down. Mm-hmm. You know, either something to them, or something they've done, and they've been, I guess you could say, like... Reborn, or the people that they've reached out to, you know, to help other than them their own uh, cells. I mean, like Mother Teresa or something. Like, there's you're just sharing yourself with other people. Um, maybe not even for your own to help your own health, mental health, or mm-hmm. whatever. And so yeah, and saints aren't. Issue. And so yeah, so saints aren't perfect. You know, that's that's that's. A, I I don't think that, and that's just once again that's just also a. I think I can get away with saying that's a Western thing, because I would say most saints are Western. uh, Idea come from a Western background. Um,
1: Or at least, like, the Romanized ones. Right? Yeah, and
2: so that's... The
1: English ones. Yeah. The Spanish ones. Yes. I can't think of any other ones that would be in that vein. I don't know a lot about saints, so... Well, I guess I can't say English. The UK ones. (laughs) 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 Because I know St. Pat... I say I know as if this this statement that I'm gonna say is either personal or solid fact. (laughs) But I I understand to some extent that Saint Patrick, like, rid let's say, a UK area of snakes and that's why there's not supposed to be snakes on a specific aisle slash location in the UK.
2: Interesting. Yeah. If it wait, is it
1: I wanna say it's Ireland, but I also don't wanna commit to Ireland. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, no, yes, cuz Irish St.
1: Patrick's Day is yeah. an Irish holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that would make sense.
2: But I don't know if if that's part of the UK.
0: It seems like there would be a lot of snakes in Ireland. I think it isn't it?
2: What? I have no idea. Cuz that's a tricky that's yeah. a question, tricky question not to ask Americans and then
1: Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. That's that's you something
2: that, that, that they will get upset at because yeah. they're like you should know that and it's like
1: we're not the same. taught that ever.
2: Yeah. And that not. is pretty shitty. Yeah.
1: Like, side note. if
0: We we can have a whole podcast on how the American education system failed us. Yeah. And <laughs> we it's can just... also
1: talk about how the American health system has failed us. Also we can talk about Columbus us. Day. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, Indigenous Day.
1: <laughs> yes. But we won't... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stop there.
2: That'll be for another podcast. We should
1: go to the next question. Well... Do you wanna do the the rapid fire ones? We did not do a creative shadow, however. Oh yeah, so we can just oh, do that shoot. and I can splice it in. Okay.
2: Hey guys, it's Dylan from the future. Steven Universe Future. Um uh, here to give you my recommendation and my recommendation is a short film actually called Ladybug that, uh, that I actually composed the music and um, produced the music for, uh, except for one song. <laughs> um, but I was really lucky to get to work on that project, and this is by uh, David Velez, who was a colleague, and I'm recommending it now because it is now online, in public, and so you can find it on YouTube or Vimeo. Just search uh, Oval Ranch, Uh, Ladybug, or you can go straight to uh, David's profile at am underscore d-a-v, and I'm sure they'll put all the links to that in uh, the show notes, as it were, Um, but yeah, go check that short film out, and um, check out the other stuff he's got on his channel.
0: That was beautiful.
2: Thank you.
1: So I think we should get into the rapid fire questions because
2: we're we, running hot. We on didn't time.
1: stop talking.
0: No. I wish we could have gotten to some of the other questions. Do
2: you want to ask them really like, quick I, and add them I as part of the rapid fire? One of fire?
0: the ones that I, I'm really interested in hearing it because I'm really because I know
1: you, and you I want to know, know more about it. Him. Remember the Bible? You kn- anyway. You
0: um, can ask it
2: to me.
1: Do you
0: feel pressure? whether that's internal or external, to meet certain creative goals related to music making.
2: Yes, I do. And I mean, it's not just music making, but there's a whole bunch of...
0: That's for another episode. Yeah. Love making. Yeah.
2: Um, there's a lot of creative uh, poses. No. Um, there are a lot of... What was the question?
1: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I didn't
2: mean to derail I got derail totally it. Thrown,
0: thrown off with that one. Do you feel pressure? Yes. Okay, so
2: I I feel both internal and external. I mean, the internal ones um, they they obviously go off of internalized things that I think mm-hmm. about myself that I should have do, just as we were talking about earlier. Um, like something that To Like, I forced myself to do this. I put the calendars everywhere, you know, to get myself in that headspace and nothing happened, you know. And so definitely internal pressures of, is this even good enough? Should I even share this with myself and to somebody else? Mm -hmm. Um, And for external, all those things that you're fed every day, you compare yourself. I mean, human beings, we just, we love to typify things because it's how our mind works. and so it's like we see something opposite to ourselves and we label it and we go, then we judge it and we like, that's that's where I should be, mm-hmm. you know or that's what I should be doing as we were also talking about earlier. I mean th- this question ties in really well. Um, it, you, you could also just see things that you that you love and be like, I'll, I don't know if I'll be able to get to that level. And it's like, should I even try? to get to that level? Because is that what I really want? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of goes back, that, that internal external thing jumps back and forth between itself, Mm -hmm. depending on what you're even thinking at the time, or I mean, or where you are and what you're exposed to. And, and a lot of it has to do with time, too, because a lot of people don't have time to do it. Or if they do, they're really bold and props to them for taking six months off and really hitting the grind and then hoping that maybe something will happen of it. But I feel like really in truth, people that do it for themselves um, to share for their immediates is probably the best way to go about it because, you know, I, I don't claim to be a, a pop star, but I feel like I am in my own world because I've created my own world in a sense, you know, I've created these albums um, even with other creative projects through film or whatever. Like, I, I don't pretend I am that. I believe that I am that because I've seen the work that I just did that proves that I am that, you know. So I don't want to say that I fake it to unmake it. You know, I've made it. In that sense, I do that. That's what I do. It's. I mean, I do a whole bunch of other things, but that is just one of the small things that I do. So I can kind of put that hat on and go, you know, I'm a f- filmmaker today because this is what I'm doing, and it could be on the smallest scale ever, it could be on my iPhone, you know, um, and a lot of that too, it's, even if you wanted to really strip it of, of anything, and we go way back, or if we go to people that, you know, don't have access to technology and, and things in the first world, or second world country, you know, just, just playing a beat, you know, singing, and making sound for, just for example, for music, um, they're sharing that with themselves because they're washing the dishes maybe or they're beating out the, the, the laundry on a rock and they're with their parents or their family and they're doing that. And so they are, they're, they're a pop star or, you know, they're an opera singer in that moment because that's the energy that they're channeling. Um, you know, just because you're a pop star doesn't mean that that mode or that feeling has to be exclusive. And I think a lot of people think it is. You know, they need to be high on cocaine or they need to be up there somewhere, you know, with their faces everywhere. But, you know, I, a lot of those feelings and feelings are strong and they vary. They can be very weak with some people, very strong with others and affect everybody differently. But in truth, they're, they're all the same because we're human and we, we can experience that range. And so just because you're at that range of, of pop stardom doesn't mean that you'd don't have to that you can't feel that as a five-year-old squealing in a go-kart or you know on rollerblades so yeah that's that's just that's how I feel that's what I guess fuels the um, internal external um, choices and uh, feelings and that I have about that pressure to to create beautiful. Yeah, sorry. I tried to make that a rapid fire thing because I know that's what's coming up next. So I was like, I need to, I need to answer that fast and not like take up too much time. But I feel like I did anyway.
1: No, oh, no, you're good. Do you want me to ask mm-hmm.
2: the go for it? Rapid fire. Sorry.
1: That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, just take that clip and put it in, just put every, it in every future episode. Every... Yes. Okay, okay, sure. Do rapid yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep doing producer things while we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll ask the second
0: one. Rapid fire!
1: Okay, <clears throat> Dylan. This is rapid fire,
0: so only like one sentence or two sentence answers. I'll try my best.
1: Try your goddamn best!
2: If it's one word, is it okay? Oh, wait, no, you said one sentence, okay?
1: I mean, one word's fine too. We'll take anything that's rapid. <laughs> what is your favorite chord slash musical note?
2: Uh, I'm not gonna say it's an E. Just because that was the chord or the key that I wrote the song for the podcast in. But there's a chord in a Coldplay song. I don't know what it is, but that chord. And it's off of the song Amsterdam. Okay. <laughs> That's the chord.
1: That's cute. What
0: was your favorite childhood TV show?
2: Oh my god, there's so many. But if I to make a sentence out of them, probably like...
0: No, I, you have to choose one.
2: Oh, I have to choose one.
1: You can choose three. Okay. I'll just do one, because it said, That's what compromise. was your favorite? It, it said it was two. your favorite. Two. Right? You do to top two. two. One and the one you can't live without. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. That is a fantastic...
0: Did you watch that as a child?
2: Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I mean,
0: adolescent.
2: I mean, I must have been, like, 15, but still, I don't okay. care. That... That's
0: all you get. What's the next one?
2: <laughs> um... As a child, I would say probably Hey Arnold.
1: Cute. Okay.
2: Or Mythbusters.
1: No, I like that one better. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that one's more you, Mythbusters. Okay. So, the last and final question St. Naive will be asked on this episode. If you could be a world city, which world city would you be?
2: I would be the great city of Chichen Itza back in, I don't know, B.C. times, up until its collapse.
0: Which region is this in?
2: This is in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico.
1: Beautiful.
0: I think that probably 1% of our listeners will know where that is.
1: Yeah, I was like, initially, I was like, it's going to be Amsterdam.
0: Oh, really? I
1: voted so oh, hard for
2: it. That's good. It,
1: you're right. I should have known, but I also was like, he gives me like Dutch bike vibes.
2: I mean, it would have been that or,
1: uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't get Dutch bike
0: bike vibes. I don't think you fit that niche. Spaden. I, I mean, I guess. I, I guess I can't say. <laughs>
2: It's it's really. I think there's
0: a sprinkle of that, but that he you have too many different niches mixed in for that for it to be purely that. I think.
1: But I feel like I'm just saying. Like I feel like it might not solely be that thing, but I feel like it's like a nice location that it can kind of like cater to all his needs. You know. (laughs) I disagree.
2: (laughs) And I mean, well, that's I don't know.
1: And that's the podcast. (laughs) <clears throat> so thank you for joining us this week and thank you to Saint Naive so as we you're all welcome. know no you don't get to say shit right, right. now all right? You I already
0: you're welcome <laughs> <God>. favoritism <laughs> wow. no I would have liked it if you were a neutral party as well
1: anyway <laughs> that's the podcast thanks for joining us and we have one last thing to say and remember, and remember, your worth is, is not dependent upon your creative your productivity. productivity. Bye-bye. See you next week.
2: Adios.
1: And that's the way the cookie crumbles.
2: Do we have any cookies?
1: What do, I, do we I have? Stop? You brought cookies! Wait, do I?
2: If you throw a rock in the water and it waves, do you wave back?
0: Mm.